Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Expert Answers from Inside Scientific. Inside Scientific is the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today, we are joined by Dr. Scott Earley and Dr. Jerry Herrera. Scott is an Associate Professor of Pharmacology at the University of Nevada School of Medicine. Jerry is President of Catamount Research and Development Incorporated. They are here to review tools and techniques for studying functions in isolated blood vessels using a pressurized arteriograph system. Let's jump in. All right, so yeah, let me fire the first question at you guys. So we've had a few uh, questions come in about basically microscope, what objective should be used, how best to visualize the artery, and also whether an upright microscope can be uh, used. So can you guys clarify that? Yeah, I can start with a little bit of perspective. Most people find regarding the microscope, an upright microscope can be used, but it's generally preferable to use an inverted microscope because a lot of times you're going to want to have some additional accessories, like maybe a pH meter or a electrode if you're doing intracellular membrane potential recordings, oxygen electrodes. You might have some accessories that you want to have in the bath. And so you want to have that extra room above the chamber to be working with. And so most people find it's preferable to use an inverted scope for that reason. So as far as objectives and powers, 10x is a good objective lens to have. Most of the microscopes available will come with a range of objective lenses, but 10x is a good one to have. For smaller vessels, 20x. Maybe for the stuff Scott's doing, you'd want to go up to a 40x with those cerebral arterioles at 30 microns. But you know, generally, a 10x or a 20x is probably where most people are going to be at. Yeah, I would agree with Jerry on that. Our scopes are, t are equipped with 10 and 20x, and you know, every once in a while we'll go to a 40 for the really challenging experiments. And uh, we've never used an inverted microscope, or I'm sorry, an upright microscope. All of our all of our scopes are inverted. Okay, perfect. Thanks, guys. Another one where we've had a variety of different questions come in, maybe with specific points, which we'll address in the Q&A summary. But in general, can you guys speak to the kind of high and low range as far as what size blood vessels you can work with in a pressure arteriograph? Yeah, again, um, we certainly hear down to, as Scott mentioned, 30, 35 microns, 40 microns. That's pushing the lower limit of what is generally possible all the way up to 300 microns. I would say most applications are probably between 1 and 200 microns for the blood vessel size. Certainly based on the diameter of the blood vessel, that's going to dictate the cannula diameter that you're working with. So you just want to make sure you have appropriately sized cannula to match the blood vessel diameter that you're working with. I would agree with, with Jerry on that. Okay, perfect. All right, and then I guess on the low end, or a question relating to, you know, very small, working with very small vessels. Someone has asked, are there any tricks to cannulate brain vessels, such as the middle cerebral artery or basilar? They're finding that they always have side branches, and it's very difficult for them to work with this particular vessel. Do you have any specific uh, suggestions? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, like, uh, all I can say is, yeah, I agree, because it's... Uh, <laughs> It is. I mean, it is challenging. That is one of the things we don't use middle cerebral arteries very often for that reason. That they tend to be they tend to be branchier. So we'll okay. use the, the cerebellar arteries, the superior cerebellar artery, and then we'll use the posterior. The, it's called the third branch of the posterior cerebral artery. We tend to be able to isolate segments that are of sufficient length to allow cannulation without side branches. Without that, there are some, if you go to the very distal portion of the middle cerebral artery, sometimes you can find segments that are long enough to cannulate. But yeah, that, that is very challenging. And I mean, that's something that, that we go through every day, but it's possible. You know, you just need to be patient 
and look for the uh, appropriate vessel segments. Yeah. Okay. I would just add to uh, with the branchy vessels. If you really, if that's the vessel you need to study, it is possible to, although tedious, to isolate branches with ligatures. It does require a lot of extra effort in the mounting process. But some people do take the extra time to to ligate side branches on those branchy vessels. Okay. All right. Very good. There were also a number of questions that talked about you know specific techniques during the isolation phase of a vessel, and then how long it can be stored in a buffer. Scott, you mentioned you guys store these, and perhaps you can provide a little bit more detail about the type of buffer, maybe the temperature, the composition, so that you know these samples stay intact and viable for your experiments moving forward. Yeah, I mean, we use this MOPS buffered saline solution. And again, if you, know, you can look at my papers and get the composition, but this is a solution that contains... Uh, we put some albumin in the solution to help uh, stabilize the, the vessels. It's got glucose and pyruvate and things like that. It's pH, it's a biological buffer, so it's pH at, at 7.4, so you don't have to bubble it, which is convenient. And then, you know, we'll isolate uh, a set of vessels and we'll store them on ice in that solution. And probably, you know, maybe six to eight hours, you know, usually that's the, you know, the, the, a typical experimental day. I wouldn't go too much longer than that. I mean, some people talk about, you know, holding them overnight and things like that, but I would worry about loss of viability. So typically the workflow is you come in the morning, make the solutions, isolate the vessels and, and just store a set of vessels on ice for say six or eight hours. And that's usually enough to, to last you through the day. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you will tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. For the full webinar, please see the link in the description. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.